Even though I've been a priest for 31 years, I'm considered a late vocation. I was in my mid-30s when I entered the seminary, and I was, uh, I was ordained just before I turned 40. And in many ways, I think the experience was a good one for me to be in the workplace before I entered the seminary and the priesthood. My work in those 12 years of adult life before I entered the seminary was as a labor relations manager. I was one who handled the negotiations for the management team against the union. Uh, I was the one who handled grievances and arbitrations and such as that. And, and you develop a pretty keen sense of uh, what works and what doesn't work in negotiations. Look at this parable, and I can't imagine management or union even listening to something like this. That you would have people earning the same wage for working far different hours, number of hours. And yet, there's a message that Jesus is trying to convey in this parable, and we want to be sure that, that we don't miss it. I, I have questioned at times of people about this parable just to see how fully into it they are. But I can remember with uh, one of our grade school masses, uh, the fourth graders I think I had at that particular time, and I shared this, uh, uh, this parable, and oh, how fair do you think this is, I would ask the kids. Of course, they thought that was a terrible idea that the same people working different hours would be paid the same wage. And I proposed to them, I guess maybe I proposed to you at the same time, I said, what if you were paid a million dollars for working one day, full day, 12 hours, but that was only under the condition that you could accept that another person would make a million dollars for working one hour. Would that be acceptable to you? Down to the last child, no, that would not be acceptable. I'm not going to work more hours than somebody else for the same pay. But of course, for adults, I think for any of you, you would realize, my goodness gracious, a million dollars I'll work a week while they work an hour, I'll, whatever. We know that it's a gift so much larger than what our efforts have earned. And so if the Lord is more generous, in this case the, the master of the vineyard is more generous, why, how can we complain? Now, here they're talking about a regular day's wage, for I think Jesus is trying to acclimate us to the idea that heaven is heaven. There's no greater heaven in this part than there is in this part. If you're a, a holier saint than others, there's not more things to do in heaven than there would be if you are a, a late convert. But it's a beautiful, powerful message. And I think this would be true for any priest or minister or anyone who's a minister to the sick, to be able to take this message to somebody who maybe has had a pretty checkered life, pretty sinful. 
but who is now given the chance to get the full reward. Heaven is available for them. But in order for that to work the way it should, we, who are the ones, maybe for the most part, I can't claim to have started at the beginning of the day. Some of you have been just true to your faith and, and the efforts of your faith right on through. But I know that uh, my start to my faith journey was perhaps a little bit later, and some people later than mine. But I'm at peace with the fact that the reward is the same, and it's a spectacular reward. When I tossed out a million dollars, I was thinking that anybody would be convinced, yeah, that's okay. But as I say, the youngsters say, no, no, no. It's got to be equal pay for the equal amount of work. And, but I think we, as we uh, deal with that concept of a spectacular pay, which is, of course, the heavenly kingdom, we can see why fitting that anybody can experience that. But it's important we who are on the right path have open arms, open hearts, to those who are maybe starting later, who've had gone through the conversion process toward the end of their life. Now, the uh, two readings that lead up to it, I think, are uh, significant too. Because the first reading from Isaiah addresses those who are perhaps nearing the end of their life. And with uh, a great regret for uh, the lack of of uh, spirituality and generosity and perhaps even their, their ethics. But here it is in that book of the prophet Isaiah, before Jesus' time, seek the Lord while he may be found, call him while he is near. Getting toward the end of your life, do you recognize that, that you have just so much time to, to prepare yourself spiritually? Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God who is generous in forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. So we trust the Lord. We trust that in serving the Lord comes a, a reward of itself. Seeing people that discover what we may have discovered young, earlier in life, in our younger years, uh, are also advancing the kingdom in their own way, touching the lives of those that they come in contact with. And Paul, who was probably our greatest missionary, writes to the Philippians, for to me, life is Christ and death is gain. What he's basically saying is there's no differentiation. Once you're fully committed to Jesus and to receiving and spreading the good news, then whether living or dead is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, writes Paul, that means fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Only conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. And so even in the, in the heat and the labor of, of uh, the mission work of Paul, 
he still recognizes the joy that comes in being of service and knows that his ultimate gain will be when he passes from this life to the next. It may not be anything that could have passed the vote of the UAW, but I can tell you that this gospel passage has a lot of meaning to each of us, and hopefully we all take it to heart.